Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Heather Geiger. Heather is a teacher who created a curriculum called Be Unique Week, which focuses on infusing empathy and inclusion into schools. Hi, Heather. Man, this is an odd, we need this. Oh, hi, Mish. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate those kind I words. I just love it. So, so what I think is interesting, I mean, I love what Be Unique Week is all about, and we want to talk about that. But the other part I want to talk about is that it's not, it's the week you decide it is for your school. You Correct. make your own Be Unique Week. And, and that's where then you go with it. So tell us what a Be Unique Week looks like. Be Unique Week is a week-long educational program that I developed at my elementary school designed to educate uh, both students and staff members about neurodiversity and disabilities. Uh, my goal is to teach future generations about the value and uniqueness and the power and inclusivity. So just by educating students and staff members more about the diversity among the human population and our differences, we can find uh, our commonalities and work together to create a more inclusive and accessible community. Right, and, and to embrace those differences. Yes. You know, I, it, I'm, I'm always astonished when people don't want to embrace differences. I'm like, would you, you really want everybody to look the same and be this? I mean, that seems boring. It does seem boring. And I think for some people, it's just a matter of uh, learning and understanding and um, gathering more information. Sometimes we're just hesitant to engage with people who are different than us because we don't we don't know or we don't understand. And sometimes just you just need that educational component uh, or that knowledge to break down those barriers to uh, communicating with someone or interacting with someone and, and building relationships and friendships. Well, and then that empathy. I mean, you know, so I have alopecia. I have no hair. But, you know, I'm in my 50s, so I'm in a different place. And if somebody, you know, if anybody were to make fun of me, I'd be like, oh, shut up. (laughs) But if I were a little kid, I think that has to be different um, and and difficult, you know. So, I mean, your experiences with kids that have something going on, is, is that part of, like, do you have a conversation about it? What does that look like? It is, uh, the program itself is a is a combination of different activities and lessons. So we have classroom lessons, we have guest speakers, we bring in um, individuals with disabilities, we bring in parents of children with disabilities, uh, we bring in different specialists to educate our school community and even our our um, our community around the school. Um, it branches out to just you know parents are involved and different community members are involved just really to gain a, a wider understanding of, of differences at UC. And again, in the hopes to just uh, help create a more inclusive environment and um, just, you know, just work well together and understand one another and support one another and uh, just be more mindful that there are differences among us and we all have areas of strengths or needs, um, but we all can support one another. Why did you decide to do this? <laughs> It's been a passion project that's been developing for a while. Uh, I started teaching um, a while in 2003. I started teaching. I taught for about seven years and then took some time off to have my own children. Went back to teaching at an elementary school. um, And I just noticed there was lots of questions for the children on campus with me, just wanting to know about the students that I work with, you know, out on the playground or in classrooms and just very um, 
very innocent and very kind and curious questions, just wanting to know more about the children in their classrooms with them. So um, also with my own children, you know, as they grew up and saw um, what I did as a teacher, the classrooms that I that I work in, my own children had a lot of questions. And I just thought, gosh, you know, we're, we're continually improving our special education services and we're um, creating these more inclusive schools and more inclusive programs. But um, I felt that there was a missing component of just also educating students and children about disabilities. So we want our kids to be inclusive. We want them to be kind, but we really need to show them how to be inclusive and how to be kind and, and teach them more about those differences. So again, there isn't that barrier to wanting to, to interact or get to know someone. Um, so just again, it just grew naturally. Do you find that the, the children that would be considered the children that have differences, do you find that they wish people would ask them? You know, as opposed to it being something I, I don't want to talk about. I mean, it seems like they would they would welcome people saying, hey, can you just tell me what's up? You know, I think so. And I hear that from a lot of parents. And of course, everyone, you know, everyone is an individual. So everyone has their own comfort levels and their own desires and, and what they're comfortable talking about or sharing about. Um, but I think, you know, in conversations with a lot of the parents of the students that I work with, it is just simple of it's, it's okay to ask certain questions or if you want to get to know this person, just like we get to know one another when you first uh, meet someone, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? What's, what are your hobbies? You know, what are you good at? What are you learning to do? Same, same questions for anyone. Uh, so just, you know, it's, it's okay to, to ask questions and get to know one another. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, now you're, what, what grade do you teach? Uh, I currently teach elementary school. So um, uh, upper elementary goal, uh, upper elementary grades four through six are currently yeah. what I'm teaching. Yeah. And where is your school? It's in Arroyo Grande, California, which is um, a, a city in San Luis Obispo County. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I have a lot of St. Louisans on, so I want everybody to know that you, you're not one of our St. Louisans, but <laughs> if you are a teacher in St. Louis, you can put together a Be Unique Week. I would love it. <laughs> I would love for it to just be a, a, a movement. That would be amazing. I just, I, I have a dream for it to become a movement where every school just dedicates a week to, to learning about neurodiversity and disabilities. And um, I'm hoping, you know, prior to the, the closure last year, we had, we were growing yes. um, a little bit, having, you know, a handful of schools in our district, but then branching out to other districts within California. Um, and I, I have heard from other people out of state as well. So we were up and, and running and really getting a lot of interest. And then we had to take a pause. So hopefully as we move back to, to normalcy, we can get it going once again. So how can people find out more about Be Unique Week? Uh, there is a website, beuniqueweek.org. You can go on the website and learn more about it and contact me through the website. Uh, you can also uh, look for Be Unique Week on Facebook. Um, and Instagram <laughs> to um, to find more. The, the website, I am. The website is is the most informative place to learn more about it. Um, Very yes. awesome. I love it. I love it. So I want to learn a little bit more about you. Can I learn just okay. more about Miss <laughs> sure. Geiger or Heather, as we can call her right now? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's summertime. I'm Heather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's summer. Yeah. When do you start back up to school? When does California it, go back? August, I believe it's, yeah. I don't know the exact date. I want to say it's somewhere around August 19th, maybe. Before I, I actually have a question I wasn't going to ask you, but now I want to tell me about your artwork in the background. Oh, my children. Uh, I have a, a nine and 11 year old 
Oh, those are your kids. Okay. Those awesome. are my kids' artwork. Yeah. So that's our art wall. Um, I love it. What's yeah. their names? Luke and Tatum. All right. Hi, Luke and Tatum. <laughs> you guys are good. Thank you. All right. So my first question for you, um, do you play the violin? I do not, but I did when I was in elementary school. Do you know why I'm asking you this question? No, but I'm curious. <laughs> I looked up your last name Geiger is German or if German or French surname, and it means violin player. Oh, interesting. I don't know. You might have to take it up. Now. <laughs> I might have to. Or your husband, or you know, our husband is still married, so yes. you know, you could like make him go to. You should be playing violin because this is your name. It's probably in your blood and you don't even know it. Right. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. Also, I have a question about on your website, I noticed there's a picture of a child with a pencil and, it, and, the, and around the pencil, it looks like a golf ball or something like that. I'm assuming that's some sort of a tool that's used. Tell us about that. <clears throat> Um, in one of our activities we do during Be Unique, Be Unique Week, we do simulations of uh, lessons and simulations so students can understand how the body might be impacted by certain disabilities and also some of the tools, low-tech tools like pencil grips and, and hand grips or even practice golf balls just to be able to um, hold a pencil if you don't have good motor control, good fine motor control or tactile perception. You can use something like a practice golf ball to, to grab onto your pencils. So we let our students who are experiencing these different stations um, explore different tools like those low tech tools or even in our communication stations, high tech tools like communication devices and ways that um, students can access their learning environment and also access you know, uh, communication and interaction with others around them. That's cool. What, what other tools are there that maybe I mean, I just thought that was, I, I knew there must be, I was like, this must be something to do with fine motor skills, but yes. what else do, do the kids experience? Uh, they get to use um, more tools for, that is our, our fine motor and sensory stations. So they'll work with different uh, hand and pencil grips, slant boards. Um, some students just for working at their desk will use uh, just a board, a, a slanted board to prop up the material so um, they can, you know, um, they can write and, and work on their materials at a, at a better level for them. Uh, students get to experience using a wheelchair. Um, students get to experience communication devices, uh, picture symbol communication, um, things like that. So we have some students who are, are not yet verbal who use uh, pictures to communicate. So we have students try to communicate basic wants and needs using those pictures um, and just getting an understanding for how that is to, to communicate for yourself. That's so, I mean, that's such, that's an, that's just such an amazing idea because you really get to kind of get a feel from, from another person's perspective, what they're dealing with. Yes. Yeah, just in creating that empathy and, and that awareness. And I think even for me as an educator, taking it a step further, I am inspired by the idea of, or I'm uh, excited about the idea of inspiring our future generations to grow up and innovate more ways that we can support all types of learners and all types of people in the environment um, to access, you know, not only the classroom environment, but the community in and of itself. So I'm hoping that by exposing children to, to what we're doing now, we are really inspiring those, those future leaders to make it even better. I love it. Yes. This is, it, it, I would, I'm just so excited to see how something like this is going to show up when these kids are running companies and such. Yes. That's what we're hoping. Right? Yes. Oh, yay. <laughs> 
Yay! For, that's this is a, a yay for the future thing. Yeah, every um, generation gets a little better. I'm telling you, I hope. I hope yeah. that's we got to keep getting better. Our Mother Earth is going to kick us out and be like, "Sorry, guys, <laughs> yeah, try again." Oh man, <laughs> ah, you went the wrong way again. All <laughs> oh, right, no. so um, one of the questions I ask everyone because we are really about prioritizing kindness on this podcast, and obviously, what you are doing is prioritizing kindness. But just think, you know, recently, have you witnessed or have you received or given any kindness that's just something recent you can share with us? This story, let's see, this is inspired actually by, by the art wall behind me. Um, my, my children, my daughter loves to draw. She draws anywhere and everywhere all the time. And she's always drawing out, outside on the sidewalk with chalk. And just recently, uh, we came home one day to a gift of a new package of sidewalk chalk and a sweet note from someone in the community that uh, just said, uh, you know, thank you for your art or um, here's some chalk for you. And he signed it old Walker. So after a while we discovered who the old Walker was uh, who gifted my, my children with some new chalk. And then of course they created new artwork for him on the sidewalk. So I just thought it was the sweetest thing to see someone who, yeah, who just enjoyed seeing her little drawings on the sidewalk and, and went out and got her. Some new oh my gosh, really I sweet. love that. Yeah. What a cool guy. Thanks, old Walker guy. Oh, the Walker. I know. What a great guy. I mean, so. I love when people do things like that. When they just, it's just this simple, simple thing that I, I, you and your children, you'll remember it forever. Yes. Yes. It was a it's great, like you said, very simple, a, a small gesture, but a huge impact. And it, it really made my children happy and it made my children want to go and, and create that same experience for others. So. It was really sweet. Fantastic. Ah, I love it. Well, Heather, I really thank you for uh, coming on the podcast today. Mostly, I thank you for creating Be Unique Week. And it just feels like it was very thoughtful and that you really, um, I mean, you put together a program that could be so helpful to teachers out there and then even better to all the kids and future generation. Yay. Thank you. I certainly hope so. I love it. Thank you so much for um, taking the time to make that happen and to be so dedicated to it. Thank you. I definitely have a a lot of support and a lot of people involved who want to help out and participate. So uh, I may have started the idea, but it it takes a village and I have an incredible village around me who's supporting me and involved in it. So I'm very fortunate. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So for everybody out there, Um, If you are a teacher, you can make your own Be Unique Week. I don't care if you're a teacher or not, though. I I think just, you know, be unique. Be Celebrate the uniqueness of others and all that you do. And just by you doing that, you're going to be teaching people that witness it. So just love the uniqueness. We're all different. Yay for that. Or I'm telling you, you would be bored. You'd be bored. It wouldn't be as much fun of a, a life. Right, Heather? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So thank you so much for being a guest, Heather. Everyone out there, please have wonderful days and celebrate that uniqueness. Thank you. Thank you so much.